Welcome to the Spear School Podcast. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I created this space to inspire lightworkers to go from fear to clear and get connected to their sacred abilities and spiritual practices. I love supporting women through the creation of their heart-centered spiritual businesses in a way that lights them up and aligns them with their purpose. I am passionate to share all I know about the journey to becoming a professional psychic medium, mentor, and coach for the developing lightworker and spiritual entrepreneur. Through interviews, honest stories of my adventures, and lessons I learned, I hope to empower, inspire, and uplift you and get you excited about your life again. Welcome home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. Another week, another podcast episode. This time I'm dropping a solo podcast episode. I feel like it's been a long while since I have, other than the energy forecasts, which I'm going to start renaming Spirit Messages, I think, because I don't think it's so much an energy forecast as much as a spirit messages because they're just inspirations from spirit that I I gift you guys so something cool if you if you subscribe to my newsletter you would have already seen this story through um, the weekly spirit messages um, that comes through my newsletter go to squamishmedium.com if you want to join or hit the link to take my language of spirit quiz it will it will opt you into my newsletter if you have a google mail you have to kind of go into I go into the junk folders of google mail so if you're like hey what newsletter I am subscribed and you have a Gmail account. Gmail is just very strict, so they move all um, emails over to the promotions folder. So go check it out. But they've been very popular. I've been doing them for a couple months now. Uh, hundreds of views on YouTube too, because I'm putting them up on YouTube. It's been really cool. So with the September's spirit messages, which you guys, my podcast listeners, would have listened to, it was kind of cool because for once the spirit gifted me a premonition, uh, you know, prediction of sorts, and that was kind of cool for me because I remember growing up reading Sylvia Brown books um, that she used to have books that were just on premonitions and predictions, and she was on Montel Williams every year doing her predictions for the year, and they were my absolute favorite episodes, my absolute favorite books, and of course what was circulating at the beginning of COVID was the prediction that she wrote in her book around 2020, there being a pneumonia-like virus that comes in very quickly, leaves very quickly, and then comes back 10 years later. And I think people, even people who don't know who Sylvia Brown is, babies from the 90s and up and, and, you know, people who are not so into mediumship specifically, they were even kind of blown away by the accuracy of this prediction and the fact that she mentioned 2020. So let's hope she is right that this does come quickly and leave quickly. I mean... (laughs) Who knows? I know in the West Coast of Canada right now and almost the rest of the world, we're dealing with these fires, which kind of takes me to my prediction. So the what Spirit gifted me through my claircognizance, through the knowing and through the thought was there's going to be something in the skies that everyone's going to see. So when I said that, you know, the hopeful little girl in me is like, oh, this is go- totally going to be a UFO. I totally want this to be a UFO. I want... I don't know if I want aliens here, (laughs) if they're not already, but I, that's kind of what I was holding out for. And of course, through my Instagram, um, I have the most amazing people on Instagram. I love you guys. 
I've been receiving tons of DMs from news articles around comets and asteroids and all this fun stuff. And I was like, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. And then you guys who follow me on Instagram and YouTube, you know that my cat died, who was like my first love of my life. And I've had him for 13 years, even longer than my husband. And it was a very hard loss for me. It was something that I was in very deep grief with. So when evening last week, when I was laying in bed, I was communicating with my guide Skylar about Bender and how sad I am and just like processing and he's like hey Danielle have you seen what's in the sky and I was like oh smoke he's like smoke he's like and everyone can see it can't they I was like you're right this is it this is the fires and then the next day I got a message from somebody DM in Chicago and Maine saying that the smoke's affecting them as well so where I live is about 45 minutes, depends how fast you drive. It could either be 35 or 55 minutes north of Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. And Vancouver for like three days um, had the worst air quality in the world. And so I'm looking out my windows right now. I usually have a clear view of the mountains across the street and it's just smoke. And if you have the windows open, even just like the slightest bit, like your lungs hurt. I've had headaches every day. Um, it's just been, it's been something else guys. So if we can just spend a minute, I mean, spirit would only give me this kind of inspiration. And this is the way my readings work too. Spirit only gives me predictive information. If we have the ability to change it, they don't show me, uh, you know, they don't really show me divinely planned things. They show me divine free will things. So I do feel by, by the way of spirit showing me something like this that I could give you guys, it's an opportunity to just send some love to Mother Earth and make some big changes, right? Um, I know that many of these fires were initially set. I saw an article yesterday that said some people were actually arrested for it, which is horrific, right? Which is horrific, but it goes to show you the mental state of the world, of the collective, and so if we can just spend a minute or two or even longer, if you can, just nightly before you go to bed, just sending prayers to her. And, you know, especially there's there's so many people. I have two clients myself who have, you know, they, they've had to leave their homes. And so it's not cool. So spirit, again, would only gift me some sort of premonition if it was something that, you know, could be changed. So do send some prayers. I would really, really appreciate that. And I found that to be quite cool. So yeah, I really kind of, this is a podcast episode I've wanted to do for a long time. And you guys know I share everything with you, whether it's the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the bliss, the the hard stuff of mediumship development. And I know that there's people out there listening who are not just developing mediumship they're developing you know animal communications or or reiki or you know medical intuition like i have the best listeners in the world you guys are just so dedicated i just love you guys so much and so this will be applicable to to anyone who's in a service role who's in even if you're coaching and you're not using, you know, spiritual tools or spiritual guidance, but you are, you just may not be aware of it. Um, this could be very applicable. And this is something that I didn't ever think I would talk about other outside of my development circles, but I think it's really important. And I actually felt like I had a permission slip to talk about this because I'm seeing some teachers who have been around for decades sharing their insights on this too, which I'll get more into that as we go through the episode. But I really wanted to share with you guys the time that I quit mediumship that I actually just flat out gave up and just hung my shingle I flipped it around and said business is closed 
And the reason why I really wanted to share this is because I'm mentoring a lot of people right now. I have 58 women in my membership, the Initiation Circle, which is a mediumship and, you know, light worker development um, monthly membership and circle. And of course, I have tons of one-on-one -on -one clients and different, the initiation program. So I'm seeing a lot more of this. I'm seeing a lot more of my old story in some of these up-and-coming students. And I also feel like there's a honeymoon phase with mediumship where everything is just like rainbows and butterfly. You're like, oh my God, I am like living the dream. This is the best thing in the world. But until you've actually gone through an experience like I'm going to tell you where things kind of come crashing down and you have to kind of like pick yourself back up is kind of like what I call like an initiation. It's like, okay, you've gotten over the honeymoon phase. You know, I've heard Mavis Patilla talk about this where she talks about first your natural medium, then an unnatural medium, and then we go back to natural again. And I think that this is kind of like saying almost the same thing. And I recently heard a talk with um, Anthony Maraca, who of course I love, and Antoni, who I studied under back in 2016. And they were talking about how still sometimes, even at their caliber, at where their careers are, they still sometimes walk off a stage and say, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I'm like, okay, it's actually comforting to me that this doesn't go away. Now, it has been a long time. It's been over two years since I've ever had the thought of, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I think it's also because I take intentional breaks in my mediumship. I take two months off a year. I'm actually on a break right now where I don't take on any readings. I still teach, I still mentor, I still coach, but I, I preserve more when it comes to the readings because the readings is a totally different energy than mentoring and coaching without a doubt because the need is very different, right? When people come to you wanting to discover their gifts, it's like rainbows and butterfly. People are just so eager, they're excited, they're bought and sold, they are in. It's my favorite energy to work with, but when you're doing readings, there's a deep need there, there's grief that you're, you're working with, there's doubt, and skepticism that you're sometimes dealing with. So I do think it's really important that mediums take breaks. And I have a whole episode on this. Um, and it was actually funny when me and uh, Medium Fleur were talking and we did uh, our episode together and we're talking off air. I was telling her how I took breaks. She's like, oh, you do? Okay, because I'm about to take my first month-long break. And of course, when she moved to Portugal. And um, I was like, yeah, I love it. I love taking the break. So I feel like I haven't hit that burnout. I haven't hit that... Um, place which I'm about to describe for many years because I do honor those breaks so for those of you listening pay attention to my story and pay attention to the signs that were coming for me that it's time to just like step away and integrate for a little bit right it's not disconnecting I don't even like using that language it's literally just taking a break and integrating and we experience so much as mediums and as light workers and as service providers that it's really important to integrate some of the lessons and learnings because I realize now more than ever, and this has been the reflection of this most recent break, that I need to continue to do readings to teach because my dharma, my, you know, I've been ordained by spirit as a teacher um, through this podcast, through my programs, um, through the people who work one-on-one -on -one with me. And I need to continue growing as a teacher. And the only way to do that is to continue going into my readings and, you know, having the experiences that I can then turn around and teach. So that's just part and parcel with being a teacher. 
I do know a lot of mediums um, that stop doing readings altogether after a certain point in their career because it is hard work. It is hard work. And I could easily stop doing readings right now and just do mentorship for the rest of my life and, and be a happy, happy person. But whether it's my Sag moon, which I believe it is my Sag moon, it just, I'm just so thirsty for knowledge. I'm just so thirsty for experiences. And I don't think complacent is even in my vocabulary. So the need for expansion and growth is just so innate within me that I need to keep having these experiences and challenging myself and walking through fear. Um, and I love readings. I'm actually at the point right now where, you know, the schools came back and then they didn't and then it delayed and daycares or I haven't actually been able to work through my wait list. <laughs> because I haven't been able to come back to readings. And last week I was talking to Spirit saying, you know, I'm really missing my readings. And however you guys work this out, that I either get more time in a day or more opportunity to start working through my through my wait list for readings. And I just trust that the world of Spirit helps me um, flush that out. So, so back to the time that I gave up doing mediumship readings. So this was back in 2018, really early in 2018. So it's been, you know, well, two and a half years at least, coming up to three years that I've had this experience. And at that time, I had been, you know, out as a working medium, like with a website, with a social media platform uh, for about 16 months. Now, the years before that, I was still doing readings and lots of them, but I was not advertising. I was a kitchen witch, essentially. I was, you would have had to have heard about me from somebody to be able to get a reading by me. And so I didn't have a website. I didn't have social media. I had nothing. And so that first year when I told Spirit, like after I had my son, it was like January 17th or January 27th or something, 2017, I launched my website, put up my Instagram, put up my Facebook. Um, actually, I think I put up Facebook and not Instagram. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm ready to arrive. And this is four years into my mediumship journey. Okay. And everything was fantastic at the beginning. It was like, I couldn't put a foot wrong. I was booking. I was only working two weekends a month because I had a baby <laughs> and a two-year-old. And so I only had so much time to dedicate to this. Um, from a service perspective, I was always developing. I was always being mentored, um, which took up a lot of time as well. So you can imagine my poor husband at the time, it was like all his weekends were spent alone with the kids because I was out doing my spiritual stuff. And, you know, bless him. I mean, he's happy about it now because I'm home and living my dream and he's very supportive of that but going back to 2017 that first year was kind of interesting it was um you know the first few months was fantastic I was surprising myself I was growing and expanding at levels that I'd never thought was possible my my gifts and abilities were just blossoming and I was experiencing some really cool things and then come to that summer of 2017 is you know to put into perspective you know, that's the time that Doreen Virtue kind of did her visitation by Jesus, born again Christian wrote, and um, that was in August of 2017. And it was very shocking for the spiritual community. And everyone's like, what's going on? What's going on? And then my teacher at the time, who I'd been with for years, um, had an experience with Jesus. And then 
was telling us, I was in a year long program, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. I'm not going to be doing mediumship anymore. And so this happened around the same time. And I remember that this was about nine months into me stepping into this path. And I was like, everything got a little messy after that, just energetically. I was like, what? I felt like I was being broken up with for one thing, though I was never a Doreen fan and I was never drawn to her work. It was still kind of shocking because a lot of the people that I worked alongside and studied alongside, I mean, they would go to Hawaii for months to, to spend time with her and get certified under her. And so I was kind of seeing the after effects of that whole experience and just being very confused about it because I'm not religious. I hadn't given Jesus much thought before that time. And I was like, well, what's happening? Like, I, I want a Jesus experience. Like, it sounds so profound. I mean, you change your whole life. But at the same time, as I was hopping onto the mediumship path, the people that I cared most about were bouncing out of it. And so it was a very confusing time for me. And so it seemed like after that, I hit this patch at the end of 2017 where... I think it was because of the confusion, but I started attracting difficult clients. I started attracting, you know, I was also $60 at the time. So I got a lot of looky-loos. I got a lot of people who, it's not that big of an investment. So I was getting kind of like not well-intended people in my practice. And then I started dreading my readings. I started not looking forward to them and being like, wow, this is actually um, not very fun. <laughs> and how could this not be fun? Because it was so fun for almost four years and it was amazing. It was rainbows of butterflies. Like how on earth um, could this pivot like this? And it was like this disenchantment that happened, I suppose, around that time. And yeah, that's all I can really say about that. It was like just around, you know, really kind of like energetically dreading my readings and understanding that there was like this unfair exchange of sorts. So I ended up upping my prices, I think from 60 to $75 at the time, hoping to attract more aligned clients. And then I, you know, took a little tiny break around Christmas time. I took like, you know, three, four weeks off, try to recoup and I came back and I was like ready to go. And I remember this so clearly because I was like, okay, you know what, Danielle, like, you got amazing years with this person, you know, you're on your own path. Maybe this is just a sign that you need to go spread your wings and fly. Literally, R. Kelly in my head, spread your wings and fly. <laughs> and so I, I did, I, I came back with a whole new attitude and, and this kind of like rejuvenation. And that's when I put up my web or no, that was a year after I put up my website. And that's actually when I put up this blog entry. I remember this blog entry so well, because I was trying to promote phone readings because at this time uh, it was a year in, and there were people from outside of Squamish that were wanting readings. So I did this article about phone readings. And I was like, okay, I am so excited about this. Like, let's go. And then I had a phone reading booked with this lady who lived obviously out of town. And oh, it, it was the worst reading ever, 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 ever. Like, in, I'm going to say this without trying to come across as like an ego maniac, but it wasn't really my fault. Like she was literally the most difficult client I've ever had in my life. And still to date, you know, it's 2020. I've been doing this like six, seven years. I've never had a more difficult, rude person in my life. And this was somebody who was basically like, shut up and read. I only want to know about this. And I'm a bit of a bossy person myself and I really didn't like being treated like that. And I had one reading after that, Christy, if you're listening, this was when me and her met and I was so shaken up about this reading and this person. And I ended up meeting one of my best friends right after, which was kind of cool and serendipitous, but 
it was a, it was a really crappy experience, but I had all these bookings. When I came back that January from doing my readings after taking that three week break, I put it out there to my wait list that I had, you know, I was doing readings and I was actually going to do more readings. I was that, I was that excited to come back and I ended up booking like, I think over 30 readings taking me into four months. So booking like four months out and I don't do that anymore. I try not to book that far out anymore because um, it's a lot of pressure. And I remember kind of like stepping in. So I did that first reading. It totally shook me up. And then something switched in me after that. I just started getting scared for my readings. It wasn't like this doubt that I had before. It was like, it was scared. I was so scared about who was going to be in the chair in front of me because sitting for that one person who was so rude to me, I never wanted to experience that again. And because it totally, you know, made me think like I have babies at home, but I'm choosing to be here with you. Like this is actually kind of disappointing. And I remember back then I was even taking all my vacation time to be able to do readings too, because there's such a demand. And so then I became kind of scared. And then I turned into this crazy people pleaser those first few months of 2018. And I remember that I became so reliant on my sitter's experience because I never wanted to be treated like that again. I was literally like, you know, pulling myself almost away from spirit and just trying to read for the people in front of me, making sure that they had such a good experience that they didn't treat me like that. And then that got me into this scared place where I was like so reliant on my sitter's experience that it took, totally took me out of spirit. And I was getting by in my readings. Like people were still having a good time with me. This is actually a time where I had one of my favorite clients ever. Maybe it was because of this comment, um, but she's very well known in this town. And she said, you know, Danielle, I would have paid double for this. Like you're not charging enough. And back then I was like 125, I think. Anyways, and she was like, I would have paid double for this. So you need to like wake up, right? So things were going well from the outside, but inside internally what was happening was I was about two minutes from leaping out the window every time. I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared. Like it literally became apparent to me that I didn't have control over who could book with me. Um, I have learned since then, I teach this in my in my mentorship classes, how to attract the best clients. I became a master of it because of these experiences and I only get the most amazing clients now. But for those first few years, it was just like, it was the wild west, literally the wild west. So for the first like couple months of 2018, it was very hit or miss. I would get like an amazing client and then I would get like a really demanding client and then I would get an amazing client. Then I would get somebody who you just couldn't please or they would just like cross your boundaries. And like I remember doing readings and I would have people send me like 10 page follow-up emails. Like what did you mean by and can you tune back into like people were just like not honoring my boundaries. So energetically I was not in a good place. And I, I can't remember the exact experience but I remember it was kind of like it reminded me it was a different situation than the lady who was so rude to me but it made me feel the same. And I remember having this client and just feeling so disappointed because she was just somebody that like you just couldn't please you're just like you could have told her every name every way of passing every birthday every death day and she was just miserable like this was just somebody who was incredibly miserable and I remember I left that reading saying I don't want to feel like this anymore I am done with feeling like this I'm done I'm done with it 
done. And so I ended up going on my computer, emailing 19 clients. Remember, I had about 30 booked at that time. So I think I made it through like a dozen readings in the beginning of 2018. Had those two kind of people that just kind of like triggered me and I shut it down. I gave it up. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I am so sick of feeling like this. Like in my corporate career, I'm so valued. People love me there. I'm making so much money there, way more than I was making doing mediumship at the time. I was like, what am I doing? And so I actually emailed all 19 remaining clients and I said, I'm not doing readings right now. I am refunding you because at the time, if I had to reschedule people or cancel people, they just wanted me to keep their money because they wanted on my list. I was booking that far out. And I said, I am not keeping anyone's money. I refunded everybody. And I said, I will keep your email address for if and when I pick this up again. And I stopped. And I think this was around May. 2000 March or May it was one of those M months um 2018 and I gave it up and I stopped doing it and I didn't take down anything but I just closed down my calendar so people couldn't book and there was no one I could talk to my mentor didn't do this anymore we didn't really talk anymore um I didn't have any friends who did mediumship at the time. I'd never really met people, um, you know, my peers who could understand or that I was friends with or I really talked to. So I was really alone. And I mean, I had Skylar, of course, but even that, I'm like, Skylar, are you going to save me from this shit? Like, <laughs> like, you want me to do this? Like, this is not what I expected. And I remember um, giving it up and moving on. And just like sticking with my career, hanging out with my babies, having a good time. And then come end of May, early June. So it must have been March. And then around May, early June, I heard a podcast episode. And I'm not going to name the person. Um, and I'm not going to name the podcast episode um, or the podcast name for a reason you will understand in a few minutes. But um, she posted this podcast episode about stage psychic stage fright. And it was like a freaking mic dropped in my head. I, before the episode was even done, I was in her mailbox and I was like, I need to work with you. I need to work with you. You are the only person I have ever heard talk about this, about the scaredness, about being terrified. I'm like, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of my clients. I'm terrified of the unpredictability of this work. And I'm terrified. I'm just scared. I need help. I need help. And so she took me on as a client right away. She usually only took on beginners, like really, really beginners. And I was about five years, four or five years in at this time. She's like, I don't usually work with intermediate students, but of course, like I'll take you on. So I ended up booking eight one-on-one sessions with her. She was in the state. So it was my first time doing it online versus in person. And, um, it was an interesting experience. She was one of the best teachers I've ever had in my life, literally. She was the first person I met in the spiritual journey that wanted me to do well. And my my boss in the corporate world, she was an indigenous woman who I admired more than anyone in the world. I still talk to her, I love her so much. And she was the only woman I'd ever met before that wanted me to do well and succeed. So when I'd met this other mentor, she said to me, I want you to be a better medium than me, which is what I tell all my students. I want to teach you guys to be better than me. I want you to be more successful. I want you to be more accurate. I want to teach you everything I know that went wrong so that you can get it right. That's where my heart is in this work. And I'd met somebody finally, finally, who had that same energy. 
And so the way that she did mentorship was um, we did one session together, um, just me and her talking, talking about my fears, talking about my experiences, and then she would bring strangers on. She would either bring groups of people on or just like individuals on. And I'll be honest with you, (laughs) about half of those sessions was some of the worst mediumship I've ever done in my life. Like it was so hard. And I remember one person that she brought on, she had to shut it down because I actually said after a while, I said, I don't feel like you want me to do well um, to the sitter because she was literally saying no to everything. And, you know, this person had seen me work pretty accurately up to that point. And one of the sitters she had said that I was like the best reading they'd ever had. And they wrote me for years after that about the reading that I did. So she knew that I was a legit medium. And so one of, I guess her other students was like not being in her integrity and just saying no to everything. It totally made me crumble. My mentor at the time saw me kind of crumble. She saw the cycle that I was in, which she needed to see. Um, And she saw that this person was like not in their integrity and that I, you know, she just ended it basically. So I worked with this mentor for a while. I felt so supported by her and I finally was like, okay, I think I'm ready to step in again. So I think it was around July that year. So I'd given up for about four months. I just made a deal with the world of spirit. I reconnected in deep ways with my guides and my angels. And I was working with Kyle Gray at the time too. So just really getting into angel work and angelology and and the moon. And I had more than just mediumship at that time, which was very beneficial for me. Um to to kind of like you know have a spiritual practice around and have a spiritual devotion around and I remember just making a deal with the world of spirit I just simply said I know my ego is involved here I know that I know that it may take me lifetimes of doing this work to transcend my ego in this work and at that time I'd never met anyone who had transcended their ego in this work and I just told spirit and I made them a deal I'm going to stick with you in the readings I'm going to let go of expectations that my sitter may have about me or may not because those are all stories that I'm just making up in my head (laughs) and I'm going to stick with the world of spirit and so when I went back to doing readings after working with that mentor I started having the best time again I started being so clear about how I wanted to work with spirit and that I was sticking with the world of spirit and not so much with my sitter that the rest is history. I learned how to attract the most amazing clients. I learned how to have fun in my readings, which was one of the best things that that mentor had ever told me um, was, Danielle, if I can tell you nothing else in these eight sessions together, it's to lighten up. You need to lighten up. And that's when if you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice that I had a hashtag for about a year project lighten up. And I was really trying to start to have fun with this work and not take it so seriously. And that was completely transformational for my mediumship. And um, it was an experience I needed to have. So fast forward a little bit. Um, I was so appreciative of that mentor. And I kept in touch with them because I admired them so much. And I wanted to teach just like them. I was like, wow, you're such a good teacher. You're so supportive. You're talking about all the ugly stuff and no one else is talking about this ugly stuff. And I just admired her so much for her vulnerability. And I, she just kind of like stopped responding after a while. And I remember just messaging every once in a while saying, 
I hope you're okay. I'm thinking of you. You're amazing. You've changed my life. I love you. And I would always get quick response back. I, I love you too. And I've been thinking about you and, you know, I'll, I'll message you. There's been some stuff happening. Well, fast forward a little bit and I didn't think I was going to tell the story, but I think it's worth it. Um, it's still somebody I love and respect so much. So I'm not telling the story out of any disrespect at all, but I think it, it would, you guys would find it interesting. And, um, I remember after that, I was having such a good time that I started thinking about leaving my job. I was like, I want to do this work full time. I am having the best time, the best time. I don't want to do anything else. Nothing is more fulfilling than this work. And I remember starting to think about leaving my job. And I remember actually resigning from my job. And I was doing my two week, you know, two week notice. And I was about six days in. And then that mentor emailed me and said, I was visited by Jesus and mediumship is Satan's work. And I worry for your soul. I worry for your future. And I don't want you to be possessed by demons anymore. My heart sank. I was devastated. And there's only a few people I've ever talked to about this story. Lindsay being one of them, one of my good friends, Lindsay Rock, who I've had on this podcast a lot. And I love her so much. Um, who also had sessions with this client, with this person and loved her too. And I was devastated. Long story short, long, long story short, I retracted and rescinded my resignation. It was the first time, second time, I suppose, since I'm telling the story, um, second time that I considered leaving the mediumship path. And not because I believed what they were saying, but you have to understand what the hell is going on. My first teacher, Doreen Virtue, my second teacher, all leave mediumship after an experience with Jesus. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I really questioned for a hot minute my path. I was like, am I on the wrong path? And I cried and I grieved. And, you know, it was really kind of like talking to Lindsay that kind of got me through it because she was the only one who really understood. And, um... Yeah, guys, it was it was just like the craziest banana thing. And it was a good experience for me because I had to lead myself out of that. There was no longer a mentor that I was looking up to that could pull me out of this. I realized, Danielle, this is a solo journey, right? You've done the mentor thing. It didn't work out. <laughs> you have to lead yourself through this. And it was a really cool experience for me because I did come around and I didn't give up mediumship and I didn't cancel or postpone any readings. I did rescind and retract my resignation. And what happened was, you guys know, if you listen to my podcast for any length of time, a few months later, I had my nervous breakdown and I had an anxiety attack and I was pulled out of work. Then I really quit and I've been quit ever since. Um, so you guys know that whole story. But it was it was a shocking time, man. It was it was something else. And, you know, I, I feel like it's really valuable telling this story because you will go through so many phases in your mediumship and in your human experience, and they will be at a crossroads sometimes. And you will have to make tough choices and you will have difficult experiences. And I won't lie about that. And I won't, I won't lead you to believe that this path is, you know, <laughs> 100% miraculous because it is in many ways but it is challenging this is hard work and I don't know very many mediums who were doing reading seven years ago that are still doing them today when I first started literally very few so it's a hard 
line of work, but there is nothing more rewarding that I've ever experienced than connecting with somebody's loved one and giving them even just the slightest bit of evidence that life continues and that their loved ones are still so invested and so interested and so uh, in love with their life. And so the highs are worth the lows. But I feel like if you go through one of those lows and then you come back, you've been initiated, right? Once you get through that kind of honeymoon phase and you have to pull yourself back up, you're in. You're in the club. So, and you you will be challenged time and time again because what what fun is this life if you're not challenged truly and really? And um, so I hope that this story was helpful. I hope that this story was inspiring. I hope it wasn't too much of a downer because, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> it's 2020, almost 2021, and I'm still here doing this, and I'm still resolved that I will be doing this until the day I die, and I know that I will. And I'm going to keep growing and learning and you know, overcoming my own challenges so I can still show up as the best mentor and the best teacher possible with the most real lived experience possible for you guys and you guys know I'm so passionate about this and so so passionate about sharing all the stories of the development life and yeah I I would love to hear from you if you've experienced something like this if um yeah I'm just kind of curious about what you guys think I'm on Instagram Squamish Medium my website squamishmedium.com I'm currently waitlisted for all my programs right now. Uh, readings uh, will definitely be going into 2021. My mentorship, I just filled my final spot of 2020 today, this morning. And um, the initiation circle is closed until January, but we'll be opening the doors to my development circle once again in January so that new members can come in. It's amazing. Weekly partnered exercises that are themed. Uh, weekly spirit circles where we sit in the power together. Every Every other week there's coaching calls there's two coaching calls a month with me and then one coaching call with a guest mentor who I have on so last month we had soul star medium this month we have with oracle next uh, month we have aura minerals who it does human design and crystals and then we have um Ray coming on who does um, animal communication so I'm really excited for that for November and I'm still trying to pick the December teacher there's a lot of people who want to come on and guest mentor so it's like $97 a month, super affordable. You also get the Mediumship Foundations course that I have, um, which is exclusive to the membership. So if you want to hop on the wait list for any of this, um, I will also likely be running the initiation program, which is an initiation six-week um mediumship development and spiritual entrepreneurship journey I will probably be running that again either mid-November or January I'm going to send a poll out to the waitlist for that um, to figure out when they want to do it if it's going to be mid-November or if it's going to be January so to get on the waitlist for all of this um, it's on my Instagram profile if you go to Instagram squamishmedium.com you can, or duh, Instagram, Squamish Medium. Uh, top link in my bio is get on the wait list to work with me and you can just pick what program you want to work with. One-on-one mentorship with me is going to look a little bit different next year. So I'm not going to talk about that too much, but I will be taking on more one-on-one clients starting January. And I'm really excited for that. And the final thing I just wanted to talk about, because there's a lot of people that want to work with me right now is, and I'll talk a little bit more about this in the podcast episodes coming up, but a lot of people hire me not just for mediumship development they don't have an interest in mediumship development they've seen me grow my online business to be 
a pretty big success. And I was thinking about this this morning when I was communicating with Spirit about this um, course that I'm about to launch. It's a live course, so it's it's live. But um, I was like, man, I've done two big pivots in the past couple years in my business that have created so much so much blessings in my life and the first one was pivoting from offline to online business and then the second was pivoting from corporate to full-time entrepreneur and I have a lot to share and I have a lot of people I'd say about half of my one-on-one mentorship clients right now are people who are wanting to grow their coaching businesses their spiritual um, entrepreneurship businesses they're wanting to make it successful online of course right now we're in COVID we're in a time where it's, it's all online. I don't know anyone who's doing face-to-face readings anymore, to be honest with you. And so I've learned so much over the past six years of growing my business and growing my practice on how to speak to my clients, how to attract the most amazing clients, how to put packages together, how to price things, how to, you know, obviously create a podcast and, and have consistent and and branded and and visually appealing social media. So I am guiding a lot of people through their businesses. So I'm actually creating a course. I don't have a name for it, but it will start mid-October and um, it's going to be over four classes. And of course, there's going to be tons of stuff to do in between, but I, I, right now I'm just calling it female enterprise, but it's going to be called something different I'm just waiting for spirit to kind of give me the name but it's going to be this journey on giving your dream legs like let's get your dream going I can show you how I did this and that's from everything from you know getting like setting your prices which is like one of the Achilles heels of so many people who are in the service industry um you know money mindset stuff putting together packages like pricing things um you know content like how do you create content that's actually valuable for the people who are drawn and attracted to to work with you there's so much there there's so much that I'm going to do even starting a podcast podcast. I'm going to have a whole half class just on launching a podcast and thinking through um, different topics and different um, things to to think about when launching a podcast and of course the technical stuff as well and then all the back-end stuff it requires to um, you know have a successful online business including like the cost and which helps in the pricing so I'm going to be doing that starting mid-October this is going to launch on Tuesday, so five days from now of recording. So by then, you could go to the link in my bio on Instagram, Squamish Medium, or just email me, Danielle at SquamishMedium.com, and I can send you the details and info on it. So I'm really excited for that because I just have a feeling that a large part of my business moving forward is going to be helping other people start their businesses and get online and get in a way that they're comfortable and confident and really clear in their message, how they want to serve, who they want to serve and just get out there serving in a beautiful way so I'm excited for that um, my coach <laughs> the way that I'm going to price it he's like kicking me because he's like you know this is worth like four times that much but I know it's my first time doing it though so the first time I do it um, will definitely be a lot cheaper than the next time I'll do it so go check it out I'm really excited I think that this is going to help so many people and I'm just again like I do with my mediumship journey I'm just so excited to share everything I've learned from the good bad the ugly and the amazing um, in my business as well so excited for that I hope you guys are too and I will chat with you guys soon